the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. The name is irrelevant. Kevin McCarthy will go down in history like every other nameless bureaucrat that assisted in the bankruptcy of our nation. And that's really what it is. To give you a little bit of perspective, when George W. Bush, arguably the dumbest of all the presidents, the one who led us into a war and the death of a million innocent foreigners that we can just think about, God knows the untold amount of real people dead. When he left office, the disgrace that he was, when he lost or, or when Barack Obama won the election, on the day that Barack Obama won the election, the national debt was $10.3 trillion. $10.3. And we were facing economic headwinds like we had never seen. By the end of Barack Obama's first year, that debt had exploded to $12.4 trillion. The excuse by government to get things back on track was obviously to create a bankruptcy and to sustain it through killing any country that refused to use our corrupted dollar. Now, our debt sits at $33 trillion. We've got a dementia-ridden moron, corrupt, the most obvious corrupt asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this country's ever seen, pretending and staggering through the presidency, and it's getting more embarrassing every fracking day. That's why I think that I want to change, increase uh-huh. the focus on the fundamentals here. Uh-huh. That democracy literally... You know, I got a dog, Squirrel. The dog is an amazing dog. I mean, I don't really care for her. She was abandoned by my house more than 10 years ago when she was about seven, maybe eight years old. She's alive today. And do you know, Squirrel, after she climbs two flights of stairs, she's not breathing as heavy as Joe Biden trying to get to a period in a sentence. Democracy is at stake. And, And it's by altering the institutional structures to protect it. And, and I think that uh, I think we're in real trouble, if that's not the case. We were in real trouble in the 70s when we started electing these whores to office. I mean, we always did, but we had a certain standard where society in general would not tolerate the kind of corruption that now isn't mentioned days after a scandal, a, a, a tremendous scandal, where Bob Menendez, a sitting Democrat senator, was found with stacks of cash and gold in his in his possession, in his clothing, the, the evidence of running a scheme to enrich Egyptian businessmen and all of the policies that he sat on, on the boards of, or on the committees of. And now we don't even talk. It's just five days. Gone. Why? Because there's more nonsense. There's more chaos. There's more failure. And that is the smokescreen to cover up the most illegitimate government 
that this country has ever even imagined, let alone been subjugated by. And that's exactly what it is. So when they had their pretend meeting, and the moron representing the so-called pushback to government corruption and growth by the name of Kevin McCarthy speaks, he's not resisting. He wants to just lose at a slow speed. He's like an Illinois Republican or anybody who sat idly by for the last less than 20 years, less than 20 years. You're talking 15 years. The debt has grown 300 percent and we celebrate something continuing along the lines of bankruptcy and nobody can get specific except for the Democrats. When you want to know how the Republicans do Let's listen to the Democrats. Here is the nephew of a very well-known anti-Semite Marxist son of a dog. May he burn in hell. Hakeem Jeffries. Well, House Democrats are going to continue to put the needs of the American people first and to work in a bipartisan way with our colleagues in the Senate, as well as with President Biden. And it's our I'm pretty sure he means with. But you'll have to understand they're Democrats. And as you can tell, they're not only morons, they're childish. And we'll get to the Congress idiot from New York, from the ghetto, who pulled the fire alarm. Classic scum that he is. Hope uh, that the traditional Republicans will finally take their party back from the extremists who have hijacked this Congress from the very beginning of this new Republican majority. Wrong. And time and time and time again, House Democrats have had to come to the rescue to push back against the extremists and to ensure that we're doing the right thing for the American people. So and they, that is what we'll continue to do. The Marxist whose intention is to neuter the, the people who are prosperous in the country by hamstringing them to this childish, ridiculous ideology of some sort of collectivism where the most corrupt entity in our society known as government distributes money and all the rest of it the entire time destroying the world currency. See, that's what Kevin McCarthy did. That's what the Democrats do on a regular basis. You see how they run things everywhere. They touch a ghetto everywhere. They touch chaos and the quality of life. Is that of a third world nation? Well, this is how you do it to an entire country. So I know I don't know what you've heard all day because I don't listen to talk radio. Sorry, I don't. I don't do it for another reason. I don't do it because I don't want to be inundated with nonsense talking points. Because I'm wondering if anybody not representing the Democrats have given you the perspective of the one group of people in our society who we know not only hates the principles of righteousness, of Americanism, but is hell-bent on bankrupting every entity they rule over. As Catherine Clark mentioned, we need to address the security situation in Ukraine to ensure... By the way, they all do it in $6,000 Brioni suits, like the bust-out here in Chicago, who was on a payment for his water fracking bill. Now walking around like the CEO of a hedge fund. You know who else is walking around like a CEO of a hedge fund? Every official, elected or bureaucrat in Ukraine, because that bust out nation whose entire GDP on their best year was about one hundred and seventy eight billion dollars. They're raking it in Sure that the Ukrainian people can continue to fight bravely and courageously and defeat Vladimir Putin and Russian aggression. It's See, it's funny because the Ukrainian people were under attack from their own government for eight years. But here's something that didn't happen prior to the American intervention. You know, as we were corrupting the country, 
for decades, arguably since Barack Obama specifically. But did you know they have a central bank in Ukraine? Oh, they do, Squirrel. Now, it only exists on our handout, but there is a chairman of the central bank. His name is Andrei Pesheny. Do you know what kind of car Andrei Pesheny drives? I got him right here. It's on Twitter. Um, But aside from Twitter, it's been on numerous news articles, including the BBC. He's driving a Rolls-Royce ghost, Squirrel. Now, I personally like the Phantom. But the Rolls-Royce Ghost is really a car to be admired. Do you happen to know where they where they come in at price-wise? This Rolls-Royce Ghost Black Badge carries a final price tag of over $519,000. Let's check out some of the most expensive options. The Black Badge package itself is the most expensive at $43,850, and that just makes the Ghost darker and stealthier. It also adds on this beautiful illuminated grill, which looks super cool. The Rolls-Royce clock here costs an extra $4,500. How many, how many people have died since the war started? Well, the good news is the Ukrainian government, the oligarchs and their pretend military, they're all tooling around in Rolls Royces. And most Americans can't afford to buy the clock after Bidenomics. The illuminated dash in front of the passenger costs an extra $5,175. The immersive rear seats in the back with a center console costs an extra $10,775. And these picnic tables are an extra $5,575. On the outside, these custom-painted brake calipers cost an extra $4,350. The contrast exterior gunmetal color combo here costs an extra $12,525, and the upper two-tone paint job is an extra $20,200. By the way, these two umbrellas right here in the doors are an extra $1,675. So the Ukrainian central bank chairman has umbrellas that 45% of Americans can't write a check for. The umbrellas are $1,000. And Hakeem Jeffries and the Mafia Democrats, they're going to continue to fund this most corrupt government because they idolize it. Don't you, Hakeem? Important for democracy. It's important for the principle of freedom. It's important for truth. It's important for NATO. And extreme MAGA Republicans will have an opportunity over the next few days to put the American people and our national security interests first and the extreme MAGA Republican pro-Putin caucus last. The deficit, what that means is the Democrat bust-out spending spree is $2 trillion. So the revenue that the government takes in, probably 80% of which is government spending, doesn't equate for 80% of what they're spending in all their pet projects. And really, what you saw this weekend was the Republican rubber stamp Once again, after the blank check, because the reality is we don't have a debt ceiling limit for a year after the new president. Do you believe that you're now in a space where those real negotiations can happen or are we going to go through this process all over again 45 days from now? From the very beginning of this Congress, House Democrats have made clear that we are ready, willing and able to find common ground with our Republican colleagues whenever and wherever possible to advance the needs of the American people. But we will also, at the same time, continue to combat Republican extremism whenever necessary. Over the next 45 days, we're going to have to work together in a collaborative fashion to make sure that we avoid another government shutdown drama, that the extreme MAGA Republicans will continue to try to visit upon the American people, and at the same time, make sure that we put the national security needs of the American people ahead of the extreme MAGA Republican pro-Putin caucus. Sooner rather than later, it's important in order to By lift the way, up... you know why he paused there, right? That's their new line. 
Now, if you speak against this corruption, open and notorious, since Barack Obama was the president and Joe Biden was fixing the corrupt Ukraine with his dimwit crack smoking son. By the way, turns out Hunter Biden's daughter, like daddy, like daughter, Hunter Biden's Hunter Biden's daughter. I didn't realize he had a daughter that was 29 years old. This must be from the first marriage, not the crack whores. And not the sister-in-law who he was banging after the brother died. This must be from the first wife. Naomi Biden joined the Washington, D.C.-based law firm Arnold and Porter in January 2021. Turns out she's linked to the Peru government. And a case was brought against the holding 27 LLC, which claimed to have been representing an oil refinery in the southern Amazon. The company sought $590 million through the law firm and lobbying firm of Hunter Biden's daughter. You think the Democrats are repulsed? I don't think they are. The national security needs of the American people and ensure that America's place in the free world will continue. And we've experienced great leadership from President Biden in that regard. Huh. Hunter Biden's daughter. I Wasn't it just yesterday she got married at the White House? She was bringing parties together, kind of like Kevin McCarthy, through corruption and spending. The White House is putting politics on hold this weekend to bring two sides together. President Biden's granddaughter, Naomi, is getting married tomorrow at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. NBC's chief White House correspondent Weekend Today co-anchor Kristen Welker has some inside details for us. Kristen, good morning. Hi, Craig. Good morning to you. Naomi Biden, daughter of Hunter Biden, is about to join a very small club of brides who've gotten married here at the White House. Only 18 couples have said, I do here. But this will be the first. Naomi Biden, 29-year-old international lawyer handling arbitration. Her work supposedly doesn't include matters involving the United States government. She's a junior lawyer and a member of the international arbitration team. I wonder how many 29-year-olds got a job like this, squirrel. You see, because what these kids are, what the brothers are, what the dog-faced sisters are, are just more vehicles of corruption. I like specifically when they go to the most stupid, corrupt country in Europe, the former Soviet Union, and their politicians by Rolls Royces. This Rolls-Royce Ghost Black Badge carries a final price tag of over $519,000. Let's Right until you need the option, Squirrel. And, you know, you're going to need those luxurious seats. You're going to have to rest. And I don't know if it's bulletproof like the one in Scarface, but his top's over at about $635,000. And we're sending him our money. And we're $33 trillion in debt and counting. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I don't know what's worse to watch this Marxist moron, Hakeem Jeffries, who has real trouble with the word with, or to watch the dimwit in diapers. The most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, this 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 country's ever had. This is sort of the last gasp, or maybe the first big gasp of the mega Republicans. And uh, I think. Do you find it funny that he's gasping in between words? Is it just me? Trump has concluded that he has to win, and he'll pull out all the stops. I mean, the quotes he uses are just. I never thought I'd hear a president say some of the stuff he says. Really? Like when you uh, admitted to bribing the Ukrainian uh, government, you know, before we decided to turn it into one of those uh, uh, taverns in Goodfellas? 
to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk. Yeah, you, Yatsenyuk, Poroshenko, and Obama. You never fooled anybody with an IQ over 60. Good thing everybody that votes for you has an IQ under 60, and they can't see you for the two-bit gangster, butter-handed and pansy though you may be, for exactly what you are. The other side keep their word about support for Ukraine. They said they were going to support Ukraine in a separate vote. We cannot, under any circumstance, allow American support for Ukraine to be interrupted. I fully expect the speaker to keep his commitment to secure. Now, we don't have any auditing of any of the money, any of the weapons we gave them. We don't even have information on how bad they have been getting their ass kicked. We still don't know how many people died from the dam that blew up. We don't have any idea of the greatest ecological act of terrorism in the world known as Nord Stream 2 that we clearly work in conjunction with the Ukrainian Nazis to blow up. But what about all of the weapons? Where is it going, Squirrel? We have some back we have some investigative reporter footage from Kiev. It's a wedding gift. Oh no, that's about the Ukrainian guy buying the Rolls Royce. Wait, wait. Also, Paulie could do anything, especially run up bills on the joint's credit. And why not? Nobody's going to pay for it anyway. And as soon as the deliveries are made in the front door, you move the stuff out the back and sell it at a discount. You take a $200 case of booze and you sell it for $100. doesn't matter. It's all profit. And then finally, and there's nothing left. And you can't borrow another buck from the bank or buy another case of booze. You bust the joint out. World War Three, squirrel. And then what happens when the Ukrainian chairman of a bank that's bankrupt is driving around in a $600,000 Rolls Royce? Well, he gets a talking to from, I believe, the uh, tough guy in Ukraine who never won a fight and used to dance around in high heels, now pretending to be the president. It's from my mother. It's under her name. I just got mad. I love that car. I'm shooting out for just a second. I just got mad. Johnny, you're nuts. What are you getting excited for, Jimmy? What am I getting excited for? You stupid. We've got a million Bulls out there, everybody's watching us, and you get a fing car. They're telling me I'm excited. My mother's name. It's a wedding gift. Whose name it's on? Are you stupid or what? Did you hear what I said? Don't buy anything, don't get anything, nothing big. Did you hear what I said? You're in the middle of a war, and you're driving around in a $600,000 Rolls Royce, and the Americans that are cutting you to check are bankrupt, and they're trying to stop the bleeding. Who to the rescue? I know, most obvious dimwit and corrupt political whore this country's ever known. Passage and support needed to help Ukraine as they defend themselves against aggression and brutality. And folks, uh, you know, overwhelmingly, there's overwhelming number of Republicans and Democrats in both the House and the Senate who support Ukraine. Only the ones with the right stock portfolio, you scam artist bastards. Uh, let's go to another good fella, George in Naperville. Yeah, that insurrectionist that pulled that fire alarm is lucky he didn't get shot and killed by that Capitol policeman. No, no, that, 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 that Capitol policeman only shoots unarmed women who happen to vote for, for Trump. And when he talks about uh, Bowman pulling the fire alarm, right, you got to understand who you're dealing with. He's a Democrat from the ghetto in New York. They're not too bright. And all the uh, antics we saw up on Capitol Hill uh, earlier today, I, I guess somebody pulled a fire alarm. Um, Democratic Congressman uh, Jamal Bowman is under investigation for pulling a fire alarm in the House uh, Cannon Office building. Bowman- you know what happens, Squirrel, when a fire alarm gets pulled in the Capitol? 
Turn, it turns out, Squirrel, hundreds of emergency responders are dispatched immediately. And Jabal, Jamal Bowman, instead of trying to stop the chaos, went and hid like a little girl. Because that's what Democrats are. Cowards, liars, cheats, and frauds. He hoped nobody would see him. That's why uh, you should know he comes from the public school system as well. It's going to end up great in Chicago. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. What's disgraceful is that, do you know what the income tax revenue is to the nation? Do you know that the income tax revenue is only $2.3 trillion? How they they set records and they get record tax revenue is through a multitude of double taxes on the American people that they pretend is, is, is not paid by the government spending. That's why they had to keep this fraud going. Because they can't afford to stop. Because the minute the government stops increasing benefits. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss the government being open 45 days longer. It is October 1st, so we're going to talk about increase on increase on increase. We have more states that are paying out the $120. We have $1,000 guaranteed income programs and more, my darling. So if you want to know what's going on in the lovely world of EBT, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel, hi, hello, hey, friends. Did you know, Squirrel, that if you... uh are a household of eight people, no matter how you get there, husband and wife and six kids, one adult and seven kids. You know, you get $1,800 in just SNAP benefits. And that increase was built in on October 1st. There was never a question as to if the government was going to shut down. It cannot afford to. It's running a Ponzi scheme. Jay, stuck in traffic. Hey, how are you, Sean? I'm good, brother. How are you? First first of of all, I want to uh, thank you. Uh, I have made an appointment. Uh, radio listening at 4 o'clock when you start. Oh, that means the world to me, brother. Thank you very much. Well, I, but I'm telling you why, because it makes me so sick to my stomach. I eat so much less. I've dropped like 40 pounds in a week, bro. Yes, you're not the first listener to know that through heckling or aggravation, I've helped you lose weight. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so and I've never looked anything like uh, Cream Puff Jim. However. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. I, guess what I learned today, and we all learned today, that if we just would have pulled the freaking fire alarm, we wouldn't have had an insurrection. Yeah. Well, you know, Jay, I was thinking about this as I looked at what you were going to say. I don't think we ever had an insurrection. We had a no, protest. I know damn well yeah. we didn't. Of course yeah. not. We had a protest. And what that, what, that, what that propaganda that was started by government bureaucrats who all benefited from the so-called insurrection, what it really did is run absolute cover. For instance, did you know this, Jay? Dianne Feinstein, may she burn in hell, died over, uh, I think it was Friday, did you know that her San Francisco home is worth $21 million? But did you know that's not my favorite one? The Lake Tahoe home is worth $36 million. She does have a home in Aspen worth $25 million. All wonderful places. And then if you're going to get there, Jay, she has a Gulfstream jet worth $62 million. And this is a two-bit senator who was a moron politician who had been infiltrated by the Chinese Communist Party with a, with a member of her cabinet for 20-plus years. And the biggest yeah. argument is how much of, of, of that money are her daughters going to 
you know, take from each other. It's a preposterous circumstance that we live in where these politicians have become oligarchs and 537 people throughout history have managed to bankrupt the only country that was the youngest and the richest because the government was smallest. Yeah, I just want to know if the uh, Chinese spy that drove her around while she was in the uh, in uh, the information yeah. uh, bureau of the uh, the Senate, if he is going to give the eulogy at her intelligence committee. Yeah, no, he's in a karaoke bar with six hookers telling stories about Diane Feinstein and her very quirky looking husband, Richard Bloom. That would be the B and C B Richard Ellis. I wonder how much business C B Richard Ellis. Remember them doing a lot of commercial real estate, mainly with political buildings. I remember how much how much business. If we could have a dollar amount, would it be forty billion or would it be fifty? And then you're taking her right in line with the Penny Pritzker, who's got a big contract, ironically, to rebuild Ukraine, and we're going to do that too. Let's vote on it, and I want to assure our American allies and the American people and the people of Ukraine. That you can count on our support. We will not. No, 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 no. You can't count on our support, meaning the people. See, we tried to help you when your government was killing you for eight years. We tried to, to argue. We tried to stick up for you. But, you know, you guys, unfortunately, were like Chicago citizens. You're ruled by gangsters and scumbags and thieves and crooks. You call them politicians the way we do. And in the meantime, our corrupt whores, they figured out a better way to keep you slaves and keep your oligarchs in Rolls Royces. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money Mm -hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine, but it's totally unprecedented, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking along the lines of about $15 billion in, in a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, Mm -hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in... And that's why they knew you're my kind of scumbag. Because the Democrats, like all two-bit, butter-handed, pansy gangsters, they like to see comfort in population. And they found the perfect country for the absolute perfect fraud. And in the meantime, that all could have come to an end. It all could have come to an end. You could have stopped the spending. We could have gone through things, essentially. You could have used it to educate the people, to drum up support. But if the people really knew that, would they support scum? Scum establishment Republican whores that are really no different from Democrats? You worry about about them trying to remove you. You know what? If somebody wants to remove because I want to be the adult in the room, go ahead and try. But I think this country is too important. That's a fraud. Lying gypsy fraud. Because he doesn't give a rip about this country. He thinks the scams are too important. And he thinks his constituents and even the people who give the GOP money, he thinks you're too stupid to understand the issues, which is why he didn't want to articulate them to you. He cannot afford for you to understand how much you're being victimized by the party you support financially and you support with your patience with your hopes and your dreams to stop the corruption he can't have you look at just how inept and how compromised he is and people like him how did kevin mccarthy make his money squirrel i mean aside from hitting the lottery i think he only won what five six hundred thousand dollars how did he make his net worth which is in the tens of millions of dollars he can't afford to have you understand he's not repulsed 
by Dianne Feinstein and her $100 million in real estate holdings any more than he is Barack Obama. He admires it. And he's going to keep the scam going. There is only a few politicians that want it to stop and want the principles to go back. They will be successfully neutered by their own party. Mr. Gates, why didn't you go forward right now? And, and are you backing off your plans to push him out of the speakership? No one's in town yet. It's Monday on a flying day at noon. I think we'll have more folks later this afternoon. I wonder how many are like Diane Feinstein and fly in on their $62 million jets. Congressman you plan to do it today? Speaker McCarthy said he will survive this. Should he be that confident? Well, he's probably right. As I said on uh, CNN and on ABC this past weekend, you know, Kevin McCarthy's true coalition partner on all things of substance is been the Democrats this Congress. He worked with Democrats on the debt limit bill, and only Democrats are really campaigning on that bill. Republicans aren't campaigning on the debt limit bill. That was a Democrat bill passed with mostly Democrat votes. Then we get to the appropriations process, and Speaker McCarthy purposefully delayed us. He tried to back us up against shutdown politics. He tried to not pass single-subject spending bills. And at the end of the day, he had to utilize Democrats to pass a continuing resolution. So if Kevin McCarthy works for Democrats and utilizes Democrats in order to keep power, that would be consistent with everything we've seen from him. If you lose personal for you. For some people, policy failures are uh, recast as personal because their own failures are personally embarrassing to them. This should be personally embarrassing to each and every person who calls himself a Republican. Each and every person who gets excited and tries to write checks and go see the new Republican speaker when he comes to town. You might as well go celebrate Rahm Emanuel. At least he's more honest about being a crook. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Best high-performing Rolls-Royce dealer in Europe, located in Kiev. Right in broad daylight. Here comes the chairman of a bust-out bank. How does, a, how, does a, how does an employee of a bank where the country's, the entire GDP, is smaller than California? How's he driving around in a Rolls Royce? Whole country's broke. Drew in Naperville. Hey, Sean, you're on a roll today. Oh, thank you. Um, so my question is real simple. How much of the quote-unquote foreign aid to Ukraine do you think has come back for lobbyist and political donations, do I think to this country? Well, you got to remember, I think I think like a, a Democrat scumbag, low life gangster because I've been around them my whole life, and uh, I, I I've opened up businesses in the city of Chicago with partners, with friends, and you watch how it works. And if I had to guesstimate, you got to remember, there's two parts of the there's two two things on the snake that is Washington D.C. There's K Street, and there's the the political whore himself. So I think it's at least 30% off of the off of the top. And the real breakdown is how much does K Street get and how much does the political whore get? Years ago, you could probably buy a political whore for 5%. Then there was uh, probably, you know, 2000s, maybe 10%. Now, you might be talking 15 15%, but it doesn't matter because the numbers are so exponentially huge. For instance, 20 years ago, nobody would have thought you're going to give the former Soviet Union the most corrupt country in the world. This kind of money without having any idea where it went. This could have never flown 
with your father during the time he was active in politics and paying attention. Wouldn't have happened. Because back then, prior nope. to Joe, Bo- uh, 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 Joe Biden pretending to be the vice president, let alone the president, the country had standards, like in the 80s. When Joe Biden reared his ugly, lying rat face, he was laughed off the stage. Now he's embraced. And then you have to understand what the caliber of person we're talking about. I mean, you see what these Democrats are. I don't just mean in Chicago. I'm talking uh, writ large. Now, Jafar, oh, we know yeah, in 2024 it's going to be DeSantis and Trump, but I think what should scare people is that the Democrats don't got nobody. Yeah, yeah. So I disagree with that. Who you, who you, uh, think, I think, who you think the Democrats so got? I think we have a long bench, right? So we have Elizabeth Warren, who's a possibility. Come on. We have Governor Whitmer in Michigan, who's a possibility. We have Jamal Bowman, who's a possibility. Oh, okay. We have- and cheered. <laughs> cheered. Jamal Bowman. Think about the intellect of this morphodite. Aside from the well, fact he can barely new, speak. He's got a new name now. It's, it's Fire Alarm Bowman, right? He's, he's, think about an adult. This isn't something, you know, you get some kid in, spe- in special ed in high school who doesn't want to take his once a quarter test. He'll pull the fire alarm. This isn't something anybody with an IQ over 60 would think of. Uh, do you still stand by your statement that uh, fire alarm was passed? You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's now, his excuse is that of a moron. I was in a rush it's, to go I vote. Say it, yeah. it draws attention because he's an idiot. Yeah. But here's the thing, Drew. He's a hero to the socialist, Marxist, America-hating, scumbag, welfare-roach Democrat. And why wouldn't he be? You realize the kind of money we're talking about, Squirrel? Let me know what you think about this dress that I'm wearing. I decided to be, you know, just a little bit more fabulous. If you are unaware, it is Alabama A&M Home. She's got a dress because of homecoming. And she's a college graduate, by the way, the welfare roach. Her name is Shalea Morgan. Check your cards about this increase, okay? Because people are saying they already have the increase pending on their cards as well. Now, in New Mexico, they are providing $30 million in food assistance for school-aged children as well. Now, New Mexico has started making deposits and mailing out new cards on September 12th. It mailed out the final cards on September 25th. The state has mailed out 52,000 new cards for children that are eligible for the program. Now, Did you know, Squirrel, to be eligible from that program, you don't have to be a citizen. You just got to be in school. Huh. And it was all going out over the weekend. Time in Blue Island. Sean Ditto's brother. Sean, can't Hakeem Jeffries read that speech a couple of times before he stutters through it like Spider before Tommy laid about five, six bullets in him? I mean, I, I like how he moves his hands. Did you ever watch him speak? It's like walking a conductor for oh morons. He's got his hands going for the cats in the audience, also known as the Democrat voters. It's fascinating to watch. Margot Burridge. Oh, hi, Sean. Well, one of the things that I, really sets you apart from the other host is that you break some rules. And one of the rules that should really be broken is don't speak ill of the, of the dead. And I love it that you speak ill of the dead. Oh, that rotten rat, like Madeline Albright and all the rest of them. Not Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Still alive. Go ahead. Right. But let's talk a little bit more about Dianne Feinstein. Okay. So she was also chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee. And as such... She was in charge when they decided they were going to close a whole bunch of bases. And one of those bases was located in Glenview, Illinois. And guess who bought it after she closed it? Glenview, Illinois. Who could have bought it? Boy, if this comes back as Resco. Go ahead. Who bought it? Well, Richard Blum. 
Oh, Richard yeah. Bloom. You know what else? What else was I found fascinating about Richard Bloom and CB Richard Ellis? Do you remember when the, the, the government was going to sell the post offices around the country? Around the country, mm-hmm. in, in Hawaii, in Puerto Rico. You know who, who got the, the contract? Mm-hmm. Richard Blum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why are we not surprised? Oh, I love but a good inside scam, Margo. I love it. He's not even a political whore getting 5%. She's not even having to shake down case. She's yeah. just getting it straight. With, you know, she doesn't even yeah. use the middleman. He died this first, woman. and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he's in a shoe cabinet in Stalin's room in hell. In the meantime, why do I hate him, Squirrel? We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. There you go, Madeleine Albright. Make room for Diane Feinstein. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. hearing that song and thinking i've heard this voice before now i didn't hear it because i am a music aficionado i'm not but i would get in my in my wife's car and she would often have uh christian music on and i heard that voice before and then i came to find out that is going to be my next guest she is natasha owens natasha thank you for joining me how are you I'm wonderful thank you for having me well it's an interesting it's an interesting story you're an interesting entertainer <laughs> and I mean that because you kind of you don't you you don't follow the path that was easiest probably you kind of follow a harder path and I love that about people like you because you do things because you know they're right not because you're seeking the approval of other people isn't that true That is correct I've definitely traveled that path Well what's interesting is you go from Christian rock where you're you're celebrated in fact you were uh, you were winning awards you were promoted what has it been like now that you have gone into like patriotic anthem because primarily what you're taking on that's wrapped in this is uh, the Trump one song. And I'm wondering how you're being received. I can imagine in different parts of the countries, it's completely different. (laughs) Well, coming out of Nashville, I live in Texas. So here in Texas, it's great. The Nashville market for contemporary Christian is very progressive. It's very liberal. It's very Democrat and they're very anti-Trump. So when I veered into the lane of wanting to put a spotlight on how great this country is and give back to our vets um, and try to reawaken our young ones at what a awesome country that we have with all of our flaws, we're still the lighthouse on the hill. I veered into doing an American Patriot album, and that was frowned upon in Nashville. Uh, I did a pro-life song that I put on that album, and that was really frowned upon from radio stations and promoters. I was too pro-life. I was too uh, controversial to be on shows. And when I realized that the song that was ending my career in Christian was uh, Stand for Life, I said, you know what? 
we just need to veer into a lane to start talking about these topics that are being censored and no one is allowed to talk about. I want to give a voice back to the voiceless. So we put out Trump one, which put the nail in the coffin for my yeah. Christian career in Nashville. <laughs> but we haven't looked back. We have put one, one song out every single month, one dropping yesterday, um, to hit these different controversial topics of truth and biblical foundation, I think. Well, what I like about it, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I am not a religious person per se. I'm not somebody who would normally, but I would get in the car and I would listen to it. And I, w- I, I love your voice. I love the songs you sang. But I love the idea that the, the music has been put to, some, to something that's so positive. The message and the, the tempo and the beat. And that's kind of what your music is. It puts a, 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 a friendly, nice spin where you're celebrating a tragedy of, an, uh, of the American president getting ch- cheated. And that's kind of what I love about the song, because it's so obvious to everybody. And I love the way in which you keep that character throughout the song, and you kind of do it about everything you sing. And now you've tackled a new one about the Second Amendment. Do I have it right? That is correct. That came out last month. Now, how did you do that about the Second Amendment and still... Keep it upright, because you did it with party people. This is a subject that is so aggravating, and in your video, I love it, because you show the most obvious scoundrels this country has, the inside-dealing rats that they are, and you keep it friendly and happy, and at the end of it, I'm still smiling. Yeah, we. Um, it's, I guess it's just the Lord giving us you know, inspiration into these songs. The Second Amendment topic, the press is always very... Um, curious as to why I'm still a Second Amendment supporter. I mean, I'm from Texas. We all are down here. But my uncle was murdered with a gun. Someone shot him and killed him. And my dad had an accident with a gun and accidentally shot himself. And he died instantly. But it's not the gun that's the issue. It's a heart issue. We have a crime issue. We have a, a heart issue. We have a mental health issue. Someone has killing in their heart. They are still going to find a way to kill. And you see that in cities where where you're at, Chicago, where they have some of the toughest gun laws um, and the criminals are still running rampant. And so I just wanted to remind people with this song, it's called The Second Protects the First. People don't realize that the founding fathers were such geniuses in setting up this country that the reason why we have freedom is our Second Amendment. And the moment we give that up is the moment that we repeat history like Russia, China, and Germany in the past where uh, they, you know, they had hundreds of millions of people exterminated after they rounded up the guns. That's what's keeping us safe. Well, and what's keeping us safe is the people's, um, people like you and people who refuse to accept peer pressure to surrender yourself and have that comfort of servitude or slavery that the Chicago Democrats have or the people in Philadelphia. In fact, you know, getting ready for the show, I have to scour every article, and I'm reading Philadelphia journalists who mocked and made fun of the idea that violent crimes in Democrat cities was going to happen, was shot seven times and killed over the weekend. See, that I find funny. Now, I don't know how you'd make a song about that, but the reality is you have to stay in, a, in an attitude that doesn't um, really drag you down because what we're facing is the collapse of the principles of our nation. And what you've done is really kind of miraculous. You're taking these specific topics that are controversial, you're putting them to music, and you're doing it in, in a joyous way. And I'm wondering, is that just how you learned how to sing from the beginning? Uh, were you always religious when you started singing? How did it come about? I come from a musical family, um, but I struggled with severe anxiety. So I always wanted to play a back 
part. I wanted to be in the choir, but on the back row. I didn't want to step forward to do a solo. And um, the tragedy of my dad actually sets the stage for what I'm doing now. I, um, I went through a deep depression and would not be alive today if God hadn't crossed my path with music like he did. And uh, it pulled me out of depression. I was asked to be a music minister in the midst of my depression. And um, the pastor just said the right thing after several times of calling. And I went on the road that was a training ground for what I did in contemporary Christian of trying to give people hope and letting them know that God loves them. And so um, I still, I, I struggled with going into this direction over these political songs because I've always been a restoration artist to help the broken and be a unifier. And to some degree, depending on how you look at this topic, these songs could be a division, right? Uh, but I convinced myself that this is what needed to be done because I wanted to put a spotlight on truth. Yes. And um, yes. See, so- the division to me comes, Natasha, when, when good people start to think the only idea to get along with bad people or bad ideas presented by decent people is to somehow be wrong to a level they can control. It's called compromise. Yeah. When compromise is only something you could do with someone you love, it's not something you can do with the wrong answer. But yet you have society that push puts pressure on people to conform to mediocrity or failure. And I love the idea that you're standing in the wind like Lieutenant Dan and you're saying, I'm not going to do it. In fact, I'm going to make a career. I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to make money. I'm going to give a portion of that money to, to, to put my money where my mouth is. And you help people with money you raise through your song, don't you? Yes, we do. We give to different veterans. You know, I come from a family full of vets, but I never served. And freedom is the most expensive and important thing that we own, and it should be the last thing we give up. And we have to thank a vet for that and their families for the sacrifice that that was given. And so I just want to help give back just to make, um, you know, I struggle with mental health and depression. These vets come back and they struggle with mental health and depression. So I'm able to connect with them on that level and try to help bring a little bit of God to bring them healing. And you know what's fun is that what you do is you take and we, we play your song here. And unfortunately, it's not a radio show. But when you hear this song, you give to people who are downtrodden by the government that is so corrupted and so, so obvious that they're arrogant in their corruption. You take the Chicago, the good people trapped in the Chicagoland area. There's not a lot that they're joyous about. There's not a lot that makes them happy. But the minute you hear the songs, and it's not just Trump won, it's, it's the other songs. Party People is fantastic. And I just want to thank you on behalf of people who need to have that exposure to patriots who are not afraid of the judgment of cowards and Democrats. So thank you for that. And I appreciate you making time. She is Natasha Owens. Where can they find out more about you? You can go to NatashaOwensMusic.com, and it, it is a platform that can get you out to, to social media, to tours, to merch, and to the music itself. Thank you, Natasha. I appreciate you making time. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I like her. I I don't listen to new music, I I confess. Um, But the couple of songs I've heard from her, and she's opened up for CPAC and the rest of it, they stay in that in that happy, optimistic melody and that happy, optimistic tone. And that's what you have to stay in because the, the, the reality is we are living 
in a society that is absolutely corrupt and arrogant about it. Good morning, everyone. Donald Trump and the other defendants have committed persistent and repeated fraud. Last week, we proved that in our motion for summary judgment. Today, uh, we will prove our other claims. My message is simple. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. Wrong. Well, what's interesting about that is no matter how much money you think you may have. Do you know what I find funny and disgusting about this bust out party, this welfare roach bust out party? Is that this party is the one that wanted to give dignity and integrity to scallywag scum who signed promissory notes. And when their property values went down, they walked away after they could make payments. The bust out scum. And by the way, that's not exclusive to Democrats, but it's overwhelmingly people of Democrat philosophy because they are the bust outs. They are the stiff artists. They are the ones who celebrate the bankruptcy of your nation. All right, guys. So SNAP benefits increased today. So starting this month, we already know that millions of people will receive a higher monthly household benefits thanks to the USDA. Now, this is supposed to be for the cost of living adjustment for the federal fiscal year of 2024. So you already budgeted in the inflation that your government charged to your welfare roaches. And that's how they stay in power, because Letitia James is a scumbag, scum, a fraud, by the way. And what she's charging Donald Trump with is an agreement between another party who received the agreed upon payments on the debt. Letitia James has no business in this, and she shouldn't be in it. But in a third world corrupt or in a Democrat area, it's acceptable. And by the way, when you take a look at this smarmy judge, I got eight to one says he's a bald-faced Democrat. I could tell by that smarmy look on his little frog face. Of all time, we have a rogue judge who rules that properties are worth a tiny fraction, one one hundred, a tiny fraction of what they actually are. What is a Democrat judge? I mean, aside from the two scum in Cook County who are on the table of Wisdom LLC with the the short-in-the-pants gangster Ed Burke. And they buy defaulted tax auction bankrupt property that nobody else gets to buy because they're the insiders. Aside from that, what do judges know about real estate values? Hey, you with the frog face and Letitia, what the hell do you know about meeting of the minds and agreed upon real estate prices? You know nothing. What you're doing is exposing your government like a Venezuelan or Cuban or another third world Democrat Marxist run hellhole around the world. And the misuse of what is supposed to be law, which is the shield of Donald Trump. But will he get it in these Democrat scum areas? And my answer to that is that Donald Trump has been hoisted by his own petard. See, Donald Trump's problem is he thought he could buy favoritism, which is why he bribed. Also known as campaign contributed and hired the phony law firms of short in the pants at Burks bribed. Campaign contributed to nine-finger Rahm Emanuel of the Yakuza, who's now the Japanese ambassador. How much money did he give to the schmuck? I mean, Chuck Schumer. How much money did he give to Democrats throughout? This is why you can never commingle righteousness with corruption. You can't do it because corruption will hoist you by its petard. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. The law is both powerful and fragile. Powerful and fragile. 
You're like Socrates, or Socrates, as he's more formally known. You see, Letitia's, Letitia, <laughs> you see, you didn't say Jack. In fact, you said Gatsangul when he was a Democrat and he was bribing your party. You didn't say anything. You were around when Donald Trump was around. You were around when he was on The Apprentice. You said Gatsangul. You didn't start saying anything until he stopped giving money to Schmuck. I mean, Chuck Schumer and the Democrat mafia. Till he stopped bribing short-in-the-pants gangsters like Ed Burke and the Chicago Mafia. At least when I was a kid, Mafia were actually heterosexual men instead of these short-in-the-pants guys. In the meantime, he didn't say anything. So this isn't about righteousness or law. This is about third-world persecution of somebody who threatens to expose your La Cosa Nostra for exactly what it is, a money laundering scheme. Well, we think Bidenomics is uh, clearly working, and it's not just about the here and now, although it's about that, too. So let's st- start with where we are right now. Uh, again, we have real wage gains over the past few months. and that Real wage gains? So remember, this is supposed to address like the impact of inflation on SNAP recipient benefits as well. But the USDA, they do this annual increase as well. So huh. how much money are we talking about, welfare roach queen? Oh, you're talking about a family of four? $1,100 in just food stamps? Section 8 housing? $1,800? They don't pay for school? You don't pay for nothing. In the meantime, working guys are told Bidenomics is working. You know, the ones with pride, American pride. Consistently supports strong consumer spending, which is leading to uh, GDP growth estimates. that are- Consumer spending is up because the price of the product is up. Jared Bernstein! Here's another bust out that could only succeed in government. In fact, when he pretended to be a traitor, he lost $1.6 billion of Harvard's money. Doesn't worry. They got more money coming in. I think they're a front for the Chinese Communist Party, just like UPenn. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560. The answer. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. By the way, Squirrel, did you happen to catch the Longshoremen Union filed for bankruptcy? It's awesome. How's that health care going with Obamacare? You know, I almost miss Barack Obama. At least he could speak, unlike this dimwit in diapers. And so I think that, uh, and you see what's happening in terms of what the mega Republicans are doing in the House. They don't make up a majority of the House, but they're bringing everything to a screeching halt. Screeching halt. Screeching halt. You mean like the economy? I just came to visit a friend. As visitors to the Kaiser and Woodland Hills were leaving, some knew about the labor unrest among Kaiser workers over the weekend. Kaiser Union members have been practicing their picketing, marching around their union hall, and exercising what to do if they need to do the real thing. Now, the, 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 real, the real last grasp for any kind of relevance is these labor extortion mafias. My favorite is the longshoremen. See, you hustlers, you frauds, not only have had movies written about you for the last hundred years, you're the most obvious, useless, overpaid morphodites in America today. 
Sorry, but we could artificially intelligent your ass through efficiency and never have supply chain problems. The UAW, it has been, it felt like at least the summer of strikes now spilling into the fall. More unions, in fact, are now threatening to head to the picket lines. Currently, we've got casino staff in Vegas, video game actors and workers at one of the largest health care providers in the country are now threatening walkouts. We're talking lastly about workers at Kaiser Permanente. They say they're going to hold a three-day strike as early as next Wednesday if negotiations today do not reach a deal. If they strike, that could hit hospitals, clinics, and medical offices. And this Hope and change! Healthcare system is going to be great! Insurance premiums up 400%, 50% less. Doctors and hospitals and nurses. And now they're going to go on strike. Welcome to America circa 2023 when the Democrats did what they used to do to destroy once great cities and brought it nationwide. This is a consistent theme that we've been talking about that is so fascinating with union membership falling back. But these kinds of actions, these really visible actions that are hitting large swaths of people that have been ramping up. The Kaiser one is interesting in particular, could affect 75,000 employees across five states and Washington, D.C. if it happens. And then, of course, by extension, a lot of patients. Yeah, I mean, listen. So do you think there is an accident between this, the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic? Like the uh, president of the Teamsters who wrote in his book, I Hear You Paint Houses, we own a senator from Delaware. You think there's an accident between that and the massive increase in welfare? So applications are open right now for the one-time cash assistance program that will help immigrant and refugees who were ineligible for any federal benefits. So we- that means non-citizens. Now you get some walking around money too. Could I get you something? Do you need some food, perhaps an apartment? How about some new shoes? Perhaps a cell phone. You like a nice iPhone? We got it. We all know when the pandemic first hit, families all across the country could not access like stimulus checks, unemployment, or any one-time checks at all. So the city of Denver, they're using things like their child tax credit. They're also using like any other funding that they have. And they're going to use this money to apply for like immigrants or to give to immigrants, refugees, or anyone that was ineligible for those resources. And who funded it Who rubber stamped it hook, line, and sinker? Who told you it was a compromise? And I will stand with our military. I'll stand with our border agents. I'll stand with those that have to get their medicine from government as well. I think that's too important. Oh, it's so virtuous. Isn't it virtuous to be a socialist, communist, government supremacist and destroy the quality of life among the actual people that pay taxes? It's very virtuous. I believe it's referred to, Squirrel. As compromise. Eduardo, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Sean, thank you for taking my call. But, you know, you're speaking of uh, Michelle Obama. She's uh, swimming with... uh, Did I speak of Michelle Obama? I don't think I did. I try to avoid those size 16 trousers. But go ahead. What do you got? Well, we're talking... Well, they're getting big on uh, immigration here. Italy's one of the nations that kicking out those African uh, illegals. From Lampedusa, it's an island off the Italian coast. Come on, who do you think you're and talking? He's going to be running for president next year. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, Eduardo. Uh, right now, in, in certain parts of Italy, for one dollar, you could repatriate if you if you can prove yourself to be of Italian, Italian descent and buy a property for one dollar. If you promise to put at least, it's a staggering investment, at least twenty thousand dollars into real estate improvements. Did you know that, Eduardo? Not to mention the food is good. Would you so, send Mr. What, Brown. What you're saying is they have a better immigration policy than America. 
They have a stricter welfare program. And uh, they have a lower tax rate than America. Stop it, Eduardo. Teasing me. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Very good. How are you? Uh, doing well. Hey, Sean. Hi. Hey, Sean. I got everybody. The dog is happy to talk to me and everybody. All right, go ahead. I got everybody here, man. They all, hey, when, when I'm on there with you, everybody gets to hear you. Everybody gets to listen to me. That Mr. Sean Thompson from Elmwood Park. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Go ahead. Give Bonnie your bus. <laughs> Anyways, hey, listen, that cat, that, uh, that uh, Democrat that was uh, basically grabbed the, the uh, fire alarm instead of the doorknob and everything, that, that guy, there's no way he can lie his way out of it, because here's why. After he did it, that he knew exactly what he was doing. He was basically trying to um, side, you know, like uh, mess up that uh, uh, proceeding, and he held off for about an, over an hour before he told anybody what he did. Let all them hundreds of firework, uh, firework come in there. Now, listen, why didn't he get the same treatment as uh, the January 6th for uh, messing with uh, official proceeding? Well, Craig, first of all, hold on. I want you to hold on. Let's see if we can get uh, somebody in that car a shirt there, honey, bunny. Perhaps the dog. Do we have the Sean Thompson dog shirts that says, look out, I'll bite you? No? All right, let's work on that. In the meantime, um, the reason that nothing will happen is because... Whether they say it out loud, or out loud or not, the American people have different standards for Democrats. We know. We know what. Come on. We know. We know you don't judge them by the same standards. After all, Bob Menendez is a hero. This is the second time he got caught. He got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. The first time, he had an insider who was a recipient of more than $100 million of Medicare money. The biggest campaign contributor at that time before the Egyptian businessman who used to take him on his private jet to Costa Rica where they had seven underage prostitutes testify on film that Bob Menendez used to fool around with them for $30. He would fly back and forth and back and forth and the money kept flowing to the to the doctor in Florida and the New Jersey Democrats acquitted him. You think they're going to catch him now? So the standards are lower. And then when you look at Democrats in general, and you realize the kind of intellects we're dealing with. You know, protect the trans. We have transformational investments we're already making. Okay, now he's supposed to be the president, and he's supposed to be the smartest one. Do you really think they're going to judge this idiot by any set of standards? Jamal Bauman. And what that is is a national disgrace. But then is he really any different than the other Democrats? Is he any different than the Marxist nephew, Hakeem Jeffries? Is he any different than AOC, who would actually make an excuse for Jamal Bowman? Is he different? Interesting moment uh, over the weekend when your New York colleague, Congressman Jamal Bowman, and he's under investigation for this now after Capitol Police say he pulled a fire alarm in one of the House office buildings. Democrats were trying to delay a vote, a final vote on the bill. Uh, There he is uh, pulling the fire alarm. He says it was an accident. He thought pulling the alarm would open a door. An excuse that if a if a moron grade school kid strung out on HDHD medication and a little bit of uh, that antihistamine. If he did this, people would say, what are you, what are you, what's wrong with you? What are you, some sort of a moron? This is a congressman. And listen to what AOC has to say. Uh, based on the fact that the doors to his right there were locked and there was a sign that he said he was, con- I think someone said it was confusing. 
I'll be honest. It doesn't really make sense to me, his explanation. Have you talked to him? What's going on? I mean, listen, I think if you actually do see some of the photos of the signs, I think there's there's something to be said about the government's about to shut down. There's a vote clock that's going down. The exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. You have to be a moron or in on the scam. By the way, simultaneously with this, any twosome newsome. The cartoon character who has destroyed arguably the best state in the world, let alone the country, California. He appointed a senator to Popeye, also known as Diane Feinstein, may she rot, to her seat. Guess what? The woman doesn't live in California and hasn't for three years. Because when you're dealing with the mafia, the rules are, there are no rules. They're whatever I say they are. <laughs> At least back in the Goodfellas, they were actual men. These are half-ass gangsters. 312-642-5600. So, uh, how are you doing? He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The missed opportunities aren't missed because they're accidental. Kevin McCarthy knows exactly what he's going to do. He needs to fund the Leviathan. He's not looking to upend the Ponzi scheme. He's looking to get a bigger piece of it. So you pulled a fire alarm? So what I am here to say is that House administration and U.S. Capitol Police and Jamal Bowman are an active and he's fully participating in saying there was a misunderstanding. But what I do think is important to raise is the fact that Republicans, representatives like Nicole Maliotakis and others, immediately moved to file motions to censure, motions to expel. Because he pulled the fire alarm of the Capitol, you fracking dimwit. You moron. Do you realize the just the emergency workers that were dispatched instantaneously? After all, you're the ones that got everybody so nervous with your staged coup d'etat that you pretend was an insurrection. Before there, before there has even been conversations that are that are finished to even see if there was a misunderstanding. No, there's no misunderstanding. Jamal Bowman just wants you to think he's a moron, which is perfectly understandable. After all, he is a Democrat. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, the rest of the squad. Will she be old enough by then? She'll be old enough. Here's the other thing. The largest growing voting You think block, America's ready to vote for somebody that's absolutely. aggressive like that? Absolutely. Hey, wait, wait, absolutely. You, mean, you mean communists like that? Who would pull a fire alarm like a third grader late for his homework? Moron that he is. Glennon. Uh, where's Glennon? Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. You know, AOC vows to use only lowercase letters to fight capitalism. So give her a break. <laughs> All right, you got it. You want to know what's funny, Glenn, is that the philosophy of, of the Democrat Party, this hybrid communism that they've been selling for years, no matter how wrong they are, there's still morons that entertain the thought. There's still morons that think this bust-out bartender who took the money from her campaign and stole it walks around in $6,000 worth of a costume preaching this Marxist bulldung. They still think she's a socialist. They can't see that she's a carny. And they can't see that they're the victims. That's the problem. And you know this, living in a formerly great state, great town, there is no stopping them once they're convinced. Because there's a certain arrogance in this ignorance. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? How was the weekend? Splendid. How are you? Good. So what I wanted to say is, is that uh, 
the Republicans, uh, they did it again. Akeem said he wants to work with the, uh, the Democrats want to work with the Republicans, but yet there was nothing in the CR to, uh, close the border or secure it. There was nothing in there on any kind of cuts for, uh, for overspending. And the only thing that the Republicans sold for was, uh, was no uh, money to Ukraine, and we know that they're going to give money to Ukraine Rich, in, the, in the next couple They of cannot weeks. afford for the people to understand the financial bankruptcy this country's in. They cannot afford for the American people to be made aware of that the payroll tax revenue right now is as low as it was in 2009. They can't have you afford that. They can't have you afford that. What they're relying on is a very variety of double tax and triple taxation, everything from estate and gift taxes to tariff so-called revenue to corporate tax relief. The whole freaking thing is a Ponzi scheme. They need to spend more or the whole thing comes to a crashing halt. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. So now that the Republicans stopped running on any sense of fiscal responsibility, it's out of the window. It's a rumor. What does it look like as the government agrees to destroy the quality of the currency? In essence, destroying the fruits of our labor. The idea that we have property, that we can sustain life without government handouts or favoritism. I don't know how much longer it's going to last because nobody gives a rip that the national debt has tripled tripled in 14 years tripled what's it going to look like in seven years let's ask ej and tony of the heritage how are you kid sean i'm I'm hanging in what's it going to look like oh nothing good that's for sure well you know what's funny these are the most aggravating of 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 days when you come to work after a time when when who is supposed to be fighting the corruption the leviathan the nonsense and the spending and the ponzi scheme They stab you in the back repeatedly. And then they want you in just 24 hours to focus on if there is a difference or if they're trying to fix things. And the reality is, EJ, when you're at a level of fraud, the way this country is, when you're talking about $33 trillion in debt and you're lying about that, the reality is we're well over 150, maybe 250. When you talk about the fact that their tax revenue is not only $2 trillion short, but relies on already abusive taxes like a state and gift tax, corporate tax, tariff revenue, payroll tax, income, all kinds of nonsense. You realize just how almost hopeless, and there is no other word for it. It's actually hopeless. The spending to GDP 37% is a lie. It's, it's, it's probably 135, 145%, isn't it? Oh, Sean, absolutely. As soon as you start factoring in all of these unfunded liabilities, all of these promises we're making that we can never actually hope to repay, you realize that the situation is completely hopeless. Now, that doesn't mean you just give up, roll over, and there's nothing to fight over anymore. You're fighting to stop it, and you're fighting to bring the reality to light so that people realize the things you've been promised you're never going to get. 537 people did this to us over the course of 50 years. That's it. 
That's it. You got a country of 340 million. You could argue about the illegals and all the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is, it only took the corrupting of 537 politicians to destroy this nation and to really create a national debt that's well over, like you said, 103, 104. But moreover, the hamster wheel of, of, of failure. We're not even keeping up with it, and we're lying about the revenue. We're lying about the spending. In fact, it wasn't until I pulled up a couple of, of uh, real financial, I don't know if, what you'd call I mean, they're, they're investigative reporters to find out that the, the U.S. M2, the money supply, is now in excess of $20.7 trillion and going up by every millisecond. They're still printing up money the whole time. They're, they're pretending we're shrinking our balance sheets. They're going to keep destroying my fellow American. They're going to keep raising the rates. They're going to keep on this scheme, aren't they? Aren't they? Oh, I, I think we definitely have at least one more rate hike to go before the end of the year. And you know what? I, I have no sympathy for the Fed. So many people talk about how, oh, the Fed's in a tough spot right now. You know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Don't give me that nonsense. They helped create this mess in the first place. They backed themselves, but also the nation into this corner. And you're absolutely right. These rate hikes are destroying people. The low rates uh, lured people into easy credit and people took out loans that unfortunately now they just are not going to be able to pay back, especially as rates go up. So you know how I like to think um, it's a curse in these in these days. I'm watching what's happening to the ex-president. Now, you and I both know, you've heard me, and you and I have talked both on air, and you're one of the few people I, I, I let into my, my regular life. You've come and had a cigar with me, and we've discussed it. There's many, many things about Trumponomics I didn't care for, right? But the main thing is he was changing the trajectory of the government's real access and, and ability to backdoor nationalize industries and business. He was setting it kind of right. To the, to the form of Americanism. And he posed a very big threat to the hamster wheel we're on. And for that, what you're seeing is something I didn't think you could see done. And that is the idea that the federal government, or the state in this case, state government, can get in between two private parties and in agreement when it comes to the value of real estate, the lending on it, and even the insurance... And some bureaucrat, some moron Democrat who never bought anything in their lives, somehow is going to argue, and they're going to clearly railroad this guy, and yet not in the same city and state, the hub of bank fraud, from Goldman Sachs to Wells Fargo to J.P. Morgan, all having settlements, but not one individual was prosecuted, not one, for lying about the value of real estate, bulking mortgages together, selling them on the market, frauding the secondary buyers, not one person prosecuted, but Donald Trump, who never missed a mortgage payment, is somehow being prosecuted by the state. How in the world can that happen? I know you're not a lawyer, but you're an economist. Oh, my gosh, Sean, not just the banks. What about the rating agencies that committed fraud? What, what about the SEC and the other three-letter oh, yeah. uh, I mean, regulatory agencies who were also in on the fraud? There is, an, there is an incestuous revolving door between these different financial firms, uh, the regulatory agencies. I mean, it, it is just absolutely appalling. But the idea that you would go after the owner of real estate who who – takes and leverages the property and you go over over an agreement an agreed upon debt on an agreed upon price in which a payment has not been missed 
How in the world are the American people accepting this? In, in other words, he didn't default. How could the state possibly charge him on overvaluing his own property, of which you can never do, especially when you're leveraging it because the bank and the appraisers have to agree to it? So how in the world is this possible? And yet this is the same prosecuting body of our government, the same state that sat idly by well, big banks, hedge funds, and Wall Street lied about the actual value, sold it on a secondary market, and not one human being was prosecuted. How can this exist in the same universe? Well, because this is the exact same country where a bunch of people who were let in uh, by the Capitol Police to the United States Capitol on January 6th of 2021, and they were let in. These people did yeah. not break in. They were let in and were taken on a guided tour around the Capitol. One of my favorite pictures is where all of these so-called rioters are carefully respecting the velvet ropes and statuary hall of the Capitol building, right? Look at what's happened to them. But when you have a Democrat representative the other day in Congress who literally pulled a fire alarm to try to prevent a vote that he didn't want, he was literally subverting democracy. What happened to him? Absolutely nothing. Yes. It, it is a classic example of the double standard of justice in this country. And what it is, is, is something that I didn't think could be tolerated at this level. I mean it. I didn't think it was tolerated at this level. But it, the reason it shouldn't be tolerated is irrelevant of the players. Irrelevant of the players. What you have, really, is another, another evil going on. You have the acceptance of government getting in between private citizens and private companies' agreements, business agreements. Although there has been no default, no claim of default, no, no discrepancy. And they are arbitrarily picking and choosing who gets prosecuted and who doesn't. And the reality is when you go to these Democrat sewer areas where, where Donald Trump really swam for decades, where he bribed in Chicago, uh, they call it campaign contributing to clean it up. Rahm Emanuel, he hired uh, an alderman under indictment now for fraud and mafery and, uh, by the name of Ed Burke. And he did this in all these Democrat areas. Where was the real acceptance of government supremacy? Was it done when the people of these used-to-be great areas just said, well, that's normal, let's hire them too? Or was it done because Donald Trump stopped paying them? Oh, <laughs> you know what? It goes back to what Donald Trump said. It's amazing how all of these Democrat politicians loved me when I was donating to their campaigns. But when I became a Republican and stopped, they all hated me. Uh, it's, it is just the worst, absolute worst kind of hypocrisy, Sean. That's, that's all I can say about it. You, you watch as all of these people get rich, and it, it's all at taxpayer expense. It may not be explicitly so. They don't have to necessarily raise a tax, but they're raising, ta they're raising costs on businesses. When a business has to pay lobbyists who are going to put money in a politician's pocket, uh, in order to prevent some kind of regulation that will put them out of business. What do you think that business does with that increased cost of operating? Yes. What do they do? They pass it on to consumers. They pass it directly on to consumers. And then there's, you know, there's a couple of things that are cooking here at the same time. And what that is, is that we had a, a you know, I said it on Friday, there's not a chance the government's going to shut down. It can't afford to shut off the, the, the many faucets that are keeping the fraud of our economy going. But simultaneously with that, there were built-in increases in spending automatically. Everything from snap cards to all kinds of welfare and the rest of it. Why do you think um, other Republicans, other than a handful, 
who have been labeled as extremists, nobody's really talking about the numbers and nobody's really talking about where it's being spent. So I'm curious to know, is this kind of failure by the Republican establishment, by the people who pretend that Kevin McCarthy is a Republican or that there is a difference between Republicans and Democrats? This is something that I think could be silver lining. This is so obvious, an inside rig game right now. Don't you think that there's an opportunity here that should be taken? Absolutely. I think that's 100% right. And what's uh, what's the old saying, Sean, and the difference between Democrats and Republicans? I hope I don't mess this up. It's uh, uh, Republicans or Democrats going the speed limit. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. The the, the reality of the uniparty, I mean, that that's very, very true. It, it's not just some talking point. Uh, look at how all of these people, no matter what side of their, the aisle they're on, they always make sure uh, that their special interests and that their lobbyists are taken care of. And and you're right. I think people are getting sick of it. I think people are starting to wake up to the reality of, of just how much trouble we're in right now, just how deep this hole is. And I think the people are starting to demand, you know what, enough is enough. I think that's how you get people like Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert in Congress. Yeah. And what it, what it shows you is that you have to fix your situation right now. Time is not on your side. The next election isn't a turnaround. And in fact, if the government, the Republican Party writ large, continues to fund the culture of corruption that is the mafia, that is the Democrat mafia. There has to be a movement started that is simple. Just say no. And all of those people who were cheated when Donald Trump won the last election, and all of those people who are cheated now as they supported Republicans in the, in the, uh, in the last election, when they gave them, the Republicans, the so-called House, as they were put in the sidelines and as they're talked to by the Fabians as if they're too stupid to know right from wrong, it's about time that those 74, 75, 80 million people just say no and stop supporting the, the, the cohort of corruption known as the Republican Party. Because after all, that's all we can do. You're never going to fix a Democrat party that would support a Jamal Bowman or an AOC or a Joe Biden. You're never going to fix that kind of stupidity or corruption. So this is it. Our only way to fix it is from the Republican side. And it's time we just say no. What do you think about that? You absolutely have to just say no. I mean, these things cannot be allowed to continue. This cannot go on forever. And and I'm not I'm not just talking about the the political situation, but even just our financial reality. This cannot go on forever. And and we are finally starting to see literally decades of excessive government spending and artificially low interest rates catch up to us. And the inability by the so-called speaker, ironically enough to articulate anything. He literally articulated nothing other than the same moron talking points of you can't shut it down, a shutdown is good, when the reality is the strongest economy this country ever experienced, even far more so than, than, than Trump, was under the Reagan years where the government was shut down every single year until the Republicans understood, I am not going to compromise with corruption. And I think this this needs to get started. And I'm wondering, you're in the think tank business. You're in Washington, D.C. Are they aware that this this needs to be started and that so many people are now disenfranchised as of Saturday that will not participate monetarily or through the action of voting if the McCarthy Republicans are still in charge? Uh, Sean, it's amazing how many people are coming around to to exactly that viewpoint more and more 
Uh, you know, it used to be that people could get repeatedly stabbed in the back by the Republican Party and yet would still vote for them. And I think that's a big reason why the Republican Party over the years has drifted away uh, from from that Reagan ideal. And I think the reason why it's starting to come back now is the fact that so many people are saying to the Republican Party, you know what, guys, if you're not going to uphold your end of the bargain, we're not voting for you. Yeah, it's just there's something has to be done. And I think what I find more offensive is this career bureaucrat pretending to be anything other than that. And when you look at what Matt Gates is doing, now, a lot of people don't like Matt Gates. I had the pleasure of meeting him. I genuinely liked him. Uh, we were able to have a conversation. He was able to articul- articulate the principles that he stands by and that I want and that the good people want. And the reality is, I think Matt Gates is realizing there's a futility in Washington, D.C. The rumor is... He is going to uh, run for DeSantis's office uh, for governor of Florida. And the reality is we still have over 21 states that are fighting tirelessly to nullify the corruption of the federal government through convention of the states. Isn't this something the people who feel disenfranchised in Washington should really, really get involved with and focus on? And I'm wondering how long do you think before organizations like the Heritage Foundation uh, really start to promote the idea that the Leviathan is too corrupt, too accepting of it, and have really no idea the damage they're doing, it's time to cut bait. Is this something that is talked about in the the think tank world? Uh, I mean, the idea of of getting out of federal issues and then getting into state issues has been kicked around for a while. I know Heritage particularly has been getting a lot more involved with state issues, particularly school choice, where I am very happy, very proud to say we have racked up a tremendous number of victories. We have multiple states around the country now this year that have approved full school choice so that parents aren't stuck in failing inner city schools so that kids can actually get a real education and not just serve as pawns for the teachers unions anymore. So we've had some tremendous victories in those space. Those spaces. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Sean, I don't think we can completely abandon the federal fight. But at the same time, all politics is local. And it's amazing how much damage bad government can do at the local and state level. Obviously, they can do a lot of damage at the federal level, too. But you'd be surprised just how much a bad school board can ruin a generation of kids in a a town. Washington, D.C. was never really worried about the government shutdown. And I'm wondering what you saw in the in the city, were the steak joints more packed or the strip joints this weekend? <laughs> well, I only go to one. I won't tell you which, but I can tell you that uh, no, there there was no downturn in business. That's for sure. Uh, I I mean, I think at the end of the day, everyone realizes with these these government shutdowns that we make a big deal out of them to to try to, you know, uh, score political points. But everyone secretly knows we're all going to get paid. Right. Me, Not being me, but all of the all of the staffers. E.J. and Tony, the next time they raise the rates and destroy the efforts of the of the working people in this country, destroy their equity in their homes and destroy the value of their savings. Will you uh, come on and tell us about it? Absolutely. He is E.J. Antoni of the Heritage Foundation, friend, scholar, and all around somebody who appreciates the Americanism and the patriotism that this country needs to get back to what it used to be. Thank you, E.J. Antoni. You give me hope. Thank you for having me, Sean. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. I can't decide what'll be a bigger scandal in the future as they 
give an autopsy to American dark years. If it'll be the fact that we let a corrupt whore for 50 years of dimwit in diapers, an asset of the Communist Party in China, and a liaison to the most corrupt country in the world, Ukraine, as he enriched them to more than their GDP in a year and also brought us to the brink of World War III, or the fact that we allowed the Chinese flu, the greatest, most successful bioweapon in American history, to bring this country to its knees. And we poisoned ourselves. Now, for a long time, we've wanted data that compares death rates in vaccinated against unvaccinated people, vaccines for COVID-19 versus people that weren't vaccinated against COVID-19. What's the difference? Now, I'm going to be presenting data today that seems to show that the death rates overall are actually higher in those that are vaccinated, which, of course, is the opposite to what we would expect. An unexplained death since the vaccine was introduced into mankind is up in the least 18%. In the most, 27% in every country around the world. So what's the only recourse that governments could take? We begin the week, Nobel week, with breaking news in Stockholm, Sweden. The 2023 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine this year has gone to two scientists whose work played a critical role in the fight against COVID-19. The Nobel Assembly at Karolinska Institute has today decided to award the 2023 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine, jointly to Kathleen Carrico and Drew Weissman for their discoveries concerning nucleoside-based modifications that enabled the development of effective mRNA vaccines. That's like giving Karl Marx an economic award. That's how brilliant that is. Mangala Healthcare System. Receives the Nobel Peace Prize. Cream puff, Jim. You got? Do you have? Yeah, that, yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that mRNA bouncing around your breasts? Oh, I just they just got a shot a, well, a week and a half ago. Oh. A week and a half ago, I think it was a fourth shot. I can't remember. Man, oh man! Now listen, they, would you be offended if I took out a life insurance policy? I'll pay the premiums. Well, I'll anyway, even give you. I'll even give you a couple of walking around dollars. Can you make me the beneficiary? But these two Nobel Peace Prize, one woman was out of work, epidemiologist out of work, and the other gentleman he had this thing up his sleeve since two thousand and five. You mean he was one of the original creators with Pfizer in the Wuhan lab well, in creating the well, well, but he had worked on it. And uh, this is a 2005. Uh, no, no, no. They're, they they yeah, took the they he, took the mRNA technology and made the vaccine. They took the patent from Robert Malone. Well, whoever it was, this guy claims uh, details. Details, details. The guy that won the price, the guy that won the price, said he, it was, it was. Uh, so let me ask you a question: right. Is the reason maybe you know I make fun of him? People have have commented on your on your uh, on your verbiage. Do you have that Bell's palsy? You walking around like Doctor Awardy? Can you not move half of your face? Well, are you serious? Yeah, I've had five shots of this thing, and now we have shots, pneumonia shots, flu shots. Well, you're you're the picture of health. You sound fantastic. You're tipping the scales at four hundred pounds. You haven't walked more than a flight of stairs in the last twenty two years. I don't know what could go wrong against COVID nineteen. The two scientists. By the way, I don't know him. He could be one hundred and sixty pounds, and I wouldn't know. But he sounds fat, doesn't he, Squirrel? I think so. Catalin Carrico and Drew Weissman recognized for their work on mRNA vaccines. Huh. 
I think they've been recognized all around the world, and they're called unexplained deaths. The vaccine to be protective. But it actually turns out from this data that overall deaths are higher in the vaccinated and lower in the unvaccinated. Huh. Now, even a CPS school student could figure out that ain't good. And we'll be trying to work out what's going on here. Now, clearly, this can't be the vaccines that are causing harm because we know our governments have told us that the vaccines are got it written down somewhere. He's got it written down somewhere. You see, that's a that's a backhanded wink and a nod so he doesn't get censored. That's a new phenomenon to happen during American Dark Ages where you can be censored for stating the obvious corruption, failure or election theft known as the Biden regime. You could uh, be censored and taken off of all kinds of social media and whatnot. And you could have. People from political parties attack your job. Um, that's safe, safe and effective. Um, but let's look at the data, first of all. Now, this one is for the whole uh, population of England. Anna Cerebrus is a horrible year. Uh, this is June 2022 to May 2023. Now, we've got deaths from all causes in England. So 490,000 people actually died in England. And uh, if no one had been vaccinated, then it should have been 334 based on this data. Now, what this is, what the author has done here is he's taken the death rate in people that weren't vaccinated. You know what this is good news for, Squirrel? America will survive this, even though many Americans, I believe 35 percent, have been intimidated by their government and are able to accept this poison that has not only been the culprit of unexplained deaths, but has been linked to strokes heart attacks, and all kinds of physical ailments, including the Dr. Awardi disease, also known as Bell's palsy, where you can't move half your face. In the meantime, you know what group of new Americans have not taken the vaccine, Squirrel? It's very exciting about the population survival in the future in America. This is all according to CBP sources talking to Fox News, telling us that the total number of migrant encounters that they came across here at the southern border for the month of September exceeded 260,000. Now, for further context, I wonder if that offsets the unexplained deaths in America. And the good news is not a one of them is vaccinated. The problem is they're not vaccinated with such simple things as uh, polio, which is on a big comeback. We're talking about Border Patrol numbers and also OFO numbers. OFO is Office of Field Operation, and those are the federal agents working at the authorized ports of entry. So when you combine that number with the previous 11 months, the number well exceeds 2.4 million encounters for CBP's fiscal year 2023. That's just 2023. When you add up all the years, it turns out there have been more illegal alien crossings into this country, including the Sinaloa cartel and sex workers and whatnot, then there are 30 states. The population of 30 states in this country is less than the amount of illegal aliens which have crashed or invaded our uh, welfare system. Well, so they have $3 million in federal pandemic recovery money that they will give this one-time cash payment to those who cannot access any benefits at all. Now, the cash assistance program, they are taking applications right now as we speak, and it's really aimed at helping people who were struggling in the wake of the pandemic who could not get like any other help at all, or you just didn't qualify for anything. So in order to qualify, you must be the head of household, you must be ineligible for any federal public benefits like unemployment assistance. You have to have at least one child that is living in your home under the age of 17. But Unaccompanied or accompanied? But the family also must live like in a specific area that designate like certain neighborhoods that are. In she means designate certain areas. But, you know, you speak Democrat.
need of this extra support as well. So if you have a child and the child does qualify for like any programs or benefits, or even maybe if you're ex- experiencing like housing instability, then the family. Also- now, when she says housing instability, she doesn't mean that the value of your dollar you earn is driving down its buying power so much that you can barely make payments on your mortgage and your insurance and put food on the table. She means if you're a welfare roach. Must show where you have been impacted by COVID 19, um, the aftermath of it. But if you are approved, guys, you can get anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 on a prepaid debit card. And then you can also qualify for an additional $500 if you have multiple children and you live in that means, area and meet those qualifications. She means multiple children or many as well. So we're looking at $1,500 to $2,000. Now, applications for this are on a first-come, first-served basis or until the money runs out. But not immigration status in Denver and many other states. I believe they're called sanctuary states. And that's why this is absolutely planned, because the chaos covers up the absolute corruption, which is our government. You know, we are, we're trying to do everything that we can uh, to make sure that we deal with what's going on at the border. Well, how's it going? At the U.S.-Mexico border. You compare that to over 2.3 million for 2022. So we're talking about a new record. Bidenomics. The Biden years. The year that the American people allowed the most obvious election theft this country's ever seen from mayor races all the way up to the presidency. It's known as the Democrat takeover of America. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. So what's funny is to watch this once great nation built on principles and truth and law as the shield of the honest man devolve into a communist hybrid that Havana and Venezuela practice as they, and Brazil as well, as they imprison the political opposition to the corrupt government. So who do you ask? You ask somebody who is supposed to be the head of the Department of Justice. But the flaw here is very simple. This is not an office in which the political party in charge, specifically the president, should be able to appoint anybody. Because Merrick Garland isn't somebody who's looking for justice. He's the Gestapo to the Marxist mafia disguised as a Democrat party headed up by the dimwit in diapers. You are not in communication with the president or any member of his administration with regard to the investigation of former President Trump. No, I am not. So prove it. I want a copy of every cell phone attached to you that you've ever touched. I want a record of every call that's ever gone into your office. I want to know where it comes from. And by the way, it counts if it's the granddaughter, the corrupt pig like her father that she is too. If President Biden asked you to take action with regard to the Trump investigation, what would your reaction be? I am sure that that will not happen. Chicago's very own La Cosa Nostra. Dirty mafia lawyer, Merrick Garland, who looks a lot like a ferret. Uh, Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, uh, you know, I used to work with a guy that uh, is very similar to Cream Puff. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, he didn't slobber as much. He didn't drool. At least you could understand him, even though his voice sounded like his Jimmy's didn't drop when he hit puberty. Well, he probably wasn't vaccinated. Uh, you know, you got to cut him a break. He took the shot, and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. Thank, thankfully, can you imagine what it's doing to women? Poor things. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, he would come into work, and he'd try to, like, play gotcha with me. And it never worked, but he tried, and he'd get this stupid grin on his face. And I can't, how can somebody today listen to what's going on, hear what's going on, and have even the vaguest understanding of what's going on, and still go blathering on about, oh, Nancy Reagan had an astrologer in the White House? Yeah, Jeez. it's disgusting. It's it's just. But none of them will talk about the worker party, socialist, corrupt, labor extortion mafias that steal money, file bankruptcy, and pretend to be helping the working man because they know that the government is in corruption, in the corrupt bed with them, and will bribe them for the rest of their lives to be loyal Democrats. Very similar to the welfare roaches, only these ones pretend to work. And I'm guessing, Greg, he never really worked as hard as, say, you or the non-Democrats, did he? Because this is what I experienced all through my life. All the Democrats, not a one of them, ever could keep up. They were always the lazy fat asses. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, kid. We don't want to get done with this job too soon. I was sick and tired, whether it was on a bricklayer job, whether it was at the Southwater Market. You could always pick out the Democrat, not just because they look like Jan Schakowsky, because they they were built like uh, J.B. Pritzker. Thank you, Greg and LaGrange, or uh, Lake Geneva. In the meantime, what about this union that negotiated on behalf of the longshoremen, the most obvious mafia in union labor extortion business since, I don't know, Marlon Brando was on the waterfront? As we were discussing, so many strikes now across so many sectors and industries, it's it's hard to keep up with the headlines at this point. I think big labor knows this is a moment they can act. They're looking at the labor market. They see a sub-4% unemployment rate, and they think, you know what? We can make a move here. And not only are they making moves, they're going to the negotiating table and securing better pay. And to the extent that then motivates other companies and other industries. I thought what Greg just said was really interesting about the UAW. I mean, let's, let's say Sean Fain's really able to secure, let's call it 30 percent pay raise over four years not only would i think that would make his members happy what extent does that motivate others including even as greg said maybe he says it sounds far-fetched do non-union members and auto other companies like a tesla look at that and say you know what maybe maybe that is looking pretty good maybe the uaw makes a play for them as well only because they can't exist without the government corruption because what they don't want you to know is that over 900 uaw workers are now fired just like when UPS, they did all the negotiations. How many did they fire? Was it 300 or 600? I can't remember. In the meantime, how's the healthcare workers? Think about that. Um, I feel like everyone needs to be paid more. We need to support our unions more. No- How about just people who work get to keep their money more? How come that's never in the news? We'll be back in 21 hours to expose the mafia for the corrupt organization that it is posing as our government. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.